Um, uh, this isn't the first time we've actually recorded this episode on the incredibly sweary advice of legal counsel. Um, we have had to heavily redact some of the information in what was the original recording of this episode. I'm not saying it's got any better. It's probably got worse, but it is marginally different, maybe. I'd like to say that it was all because of you as well. It was all oh, because yeah. of James. He said some things which were ill-advised. Yeah. Yes. And this yeah. is how we're starting yeah. 2024, is it? With more unprofessional caveats. Yeah. And, and out-of-date information on the script that none of us have checked New since year, we wrote us. it. Yeah. New Year, New Year. Hi there and welcome to both 2024 and episode 148 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. Mrs. ADHD wow. already looks startled and confused. I'm James Brown, the man whose workplace is a castle with all lightning on it and the main discrimination is from people that don't like bats and shit accents, apparently. And as usual, I'm joined by the man who doesn't discriminate between boring us with science or boring us with his anecdotes, Dr. Alex Connor, and the only woman who's discriminated against herself, Mrs. ADHD. Alex, hi. Is this one about bullying in the worst place? <laughs> I, th I think if it is, James, you should probably <laughs> seek help from Brian Brains or... I can't remember your focus name. Did wow, I... they I, were odd ones. That, yeah, I can't remember if I said when I said worst place instead of workplace, but thanks for bringing it back up. Obviously, that's <laughs> that's helpful. Um, Sam, hi. Hi. Good. How are you both? Mrs. ADHD first. Um, I'm okay a bit. I've still got the shits. I didn't really sleep much. I got overexcited after my family come to visit yesterday, but I'm I'm all right. How are you? Nope. Um, right. And uh, Alex, he also asks wearily, how are you? I'm excellent, thanks. Happy 2024. Obviously, post-Christmas, our listener numbers have either dropped or remained high. I, I don't. I don't honestly don't have a clue. <laughs> okay. Would you believe, though, that one of those <laughs> listeners has sent us a letter? No. <laughs> That's right, James. It's for me. I'm just going to check. Did you notice that took a bit longer? It's because I picked up an old snot rag instead of my tissue that crinkles noisily. Oh, nice. It's for Robert from Kidderminster. It says, oh, "Wow." Even though the last episode was on something else, because we're confused, I've written a letter about the anhedonia <laughs> one, so I'm doing that anyway. I listened to your episode on Hedo on anhedonia about three months ago. I should point out that until he googled it, James thought anhedonia was a mountain in Wales. Thanks for that, Robert. That was a Snowdonia joke, Sam. Snowdonia, you see. Oh, really bad one. We've had a real... <laughs> they're all really bad, Sam. We've had a real letter. Can I read it out? No. Yes, please. Thank I'd you. love that. It's from Elisa Rabona. Oh. Probably Rabone. Not named after the football kick. Hi, James. Hi, Alex. That's it. Just wanted to drop in and say hi. I'm currently waiting for an ADHD diagnosis with... I can't read that company, it says. And I've been trying to learn as much as I can to see how much of it applies to me. And whether I'm just simply lazy, forgetful and disorganised. Oh, God, you've been there. I've just that. discovered your ADHD podcasts and it is beyond doubt with me now that I clearly have adult ADHD. So I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for such an amazing, fun-filled, easy-to-follow podcast that's taught me so much about both ADHD and myself. Your brilliant humour has helped massively with holding my attention, and I literally lol 
listening to you. Can't wait to listen to the rest of the episodes as I await my assessment. Thanks, guys. Kiss, kiss. Oh, apologies for me joining. Yeah. Yeah, they probably stopped listening at that point, haven't they? Probably, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. I literally D-lol. I also wanted to do the joke. What? Is that because I did a purposeful pause? pause? Yeah. Yeah, It's 2024. We, it, (laughs) there's a bear in (laughs) person. I I wanted to do an Anadonia joke about being my favorite kind of nightclub, but again, that was not the last episode. It was three months ago. (laughs) I've had a note from the. Uh, And and you've skipped forward. Oh, right. It's editorial. I did I did do that, yes, but I was uh, making an editorial decision to go with it anyway. Sorry. I also, I, <laughs> as Sam can see, I've also had a note from the metrics <laughs> about the next city we have listeners in three months ago, which was the fantastic <laughs> Manchester. It's the second city if you're in Manchester. It's about 10th if you're not. The <laughs> metrics interim talking has told us a fact about <laughs> Manchester. If the number of people who claim to have visited Manchester to go clubbing in the Hacienda actually did, the population of the world would be triple what it is. Oh, I love the Hacienda. That, that, one, Sorry, I... that one is true. <laughs> it probably is about right. Have you thought of acting as a career change, Sam? No, no. No, I wonder why not. Anyway, as usual, this, Alex, can you please just spend six minutes minutes finishing that book chapter you promised me in May of a podcast? It's a tragedy in three parts. We choose a theme. Last time around was, I I honestly have no idea. What was it about? I don't Uh, know. It wasn't. Oh, it was the year in ADHD. Yeah, but there was something before before that. that. Is I, it addiction? I, I don't know. Like, last time was about something. We don't know why. Today something. we're focusing. Today we're focusing on, on something else for the second time. Halloween in a re-recorded ADHD and workplace discrimination. So yeah. buckle in for some giggles. Thanks to people question mark off of Discord for suggesting this topic. It's going well. I think this is going well so far. What people I'd, I'd like to say. I think yeah. it went better last time. I don't think it did. I don't no, think it did. Unlikely. Anyway, it does. as usual, the three parts include the Pat Sharp of evidence, Alex the Psycho oh. Education Monkey, Hello. talking about the theme, our personal reflections, heavily redacted, on workplace discrimination, and then finally, just the tip, just the tip, tipping, spunk trumpeting, a bit of Gabby Logan, whatever you like to call the last part of the podcast, if you like to call it anything. So, Alex, it's my belief that you should be discriminated against in this workplace but somehow you keep being allowed to do this so tell us some evidence or whatever about workplace discrimination and adhd righto so discrimination in general affects about 10 percent of adults a bit higher in women and the number changes from country to country a bit it's very difficult though to get figures on adhd well you know why because of Mm -hmm. research blah 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 Workplace discrimination due to disability in general, though, is very high. That is usually, in the stats, the visible disabilities, the so-called visible dis- disabilities, though, where successful challenges to that discrimination have been mm. found. When you look at hidden disabilities from neurodivergent conditions, Crohn's disease, many, many, many others, 
it's a lot less well supported in culture, in society, and legally. Probably no surprise. There are no um, official or obvious figures on ADHD discrimination other than the anecdotal tsunami from us and ours, the people that talk to us and what we read about. Having said that, the legend that is Russell Barkley published that we are 60% more likely to be fired from a job. And a different paper suggested that a quarter of employees on long-term sick um, due to stress-related illness also met the criteria for ADHD. Good news is that regardless of your position on ADHD, it's a difference or a disorder in the UK and most um um, of the most of the countries in the OECD or whatever it's called, ADHD is protected under some form and of Equalities Act in the UK. That's the 2010 Equalities in, an Act or Disabilities, from the name of it, protecting you from ableism and inequality in the workplace. In principle, of course, is this where you start to get wildly political, like a 1980s um, alternative comedian? I'm not going to not be wildly political. Anywho, adults with ADHD are underemployed, concomitant with their abilities, intellectual and otherwise. This is predominantly because, and actually I can't stress enough that this is more my professional opinion than actual science, our society unconsciously assigns norms that are sexist, ableist, racist, culturally biased, heteronormative, and we think that those norms, those beliefs, are the natural state of human condition. That's how everything is, and therefore we should stick to those because those are the norms. And it isn't the case, it's not true, and it's why it matters that if there's a TV advert for chips and there's a same-sex couple in it, it matters. Representation mm. matters. Take it outside of ADHD. Um, more than 10 years ago in 2012, 43% of British people supported same-sex marriage. Then it was brought in. Last year, that went up to 73% because it's viewed as societally normal now. That, that may be, um, <clears throat> I don't know, a, a subtle, I don't know, a subtle hint, but I'm not going to marry you, Alex. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, get to, the, get to the ADHD point. Good. Bab, I'm getting there. What it means is that the work environment, um, the work processes, work expectations, and even, I mean, anyone that's been in a job knows that they have these measures of success mm. and they are utterly designed for the 95 to 97% of adults who don't have ADHD. This was not on purpose usually, but it mm. is discriminatory if they've been told about it and they do nothing. Give us some examples. <laughs> I love that. False. <laughs> <laughs> you look so happy to get it like on the right beat. <laughs> it's just, but I've said the words. Okay, some of those things that we, as, a, as an ADHD group, often get discriminated against are things that society, including us, internalised stigma, tend to accept as the normal way of doing things and therefore just natural and right. For, exam for example, um, regulating alertness, sustaining effort on one thing, processing speed of, of thinking. When you're required to work on something in which you've got little interest at all and you've got ADHD, you can quickly get fatigue, lose energy, you lose alertness, you become so tired you're much more likely to be effective if you're engaged with components of more than one task or tasks that you're interested in. 
especially if you've already it's already been checked whether that interest and way of doing things has captured your interest and focus. Trying to manage frustration quietly is absolutely expected. Modulating emotions in a normal way is expected. People with ADHD get more easily frustrated or more likely to. I mean that with everything I say, more likely to. Easily frustrated and more likely to express their emotions in ways that violate these normal workplace rules of courtesy and etiquette, even though they don't hurt anyone, although the same attributes can make them forceful and pervasive in their communication, some people say. Um, other specific challenges from a big meta-analysis of all the data in the, in the papers suggests there are problems with uh, maintaining work relationships and cooperation in the teams, um, negative content consequences of, of impulsive actions, planning, prioritization, organization, structure, these executive functions, um, support, interventions, accommodations, and aid. Poor specific challenge around openness, as in who you are, um, understanding and acceptance of what we do and how we are, and having strategies and understanding our strengths and our own positive qualities. These are the pains. So what does the 2010 Equalities Act cover? James, it's 2024. That's how you ask a question. You've never quite managed it, have you? Just can't do it. Never will. No. A great question, Sam. And as always, James didn't write it for you. Definitely not. What do they mean in this side? Yeah. <laughs> Are you like doing that on purpose? Like whispering it to yourself so you don't ruin it. Yeah. But, but the, the fact has been stated. Reason, what do they mean by reasonable? I do that too. What do they mean by reasonable adjustments in the workplace in these acts? It could mean lots of things. It could mean, for example, changing your working pattern like hourly or, or or shift-wise, or your physical environment, or getting support for your day-to-day -day tasks. Even the recruitment process now and in the future, and discrimination might be disciplinary proceedings against employees who've had meltdowns or outbursts or acted inappropriately, when specifically when their conduct may have been linked to their medical condition. And we can see that this is a really difficult and grey area. If someone feels hurt and offended, then they also have rights, and rightly so. Yeah. Um, another one might be expecting a nine-to-five working pattern for tasks that don't have to be done in the nine-to-five. If you're in a public-facing role, you've got to, you know, the shop opens at nine, shuts at five. No one's suggesting you can come in at 3 a.m. It's reasonable. Expecting people to respond to surprise questions mm -hmm. from memory <clears throat> when that could have been easily communicated earlier. If the role requires immediate memory-based answers, that, that's absolutely standard, perfectly reasonable. If it doesn't, then it probably is discrimination. Or it could be using words like fidgety, excitable, lazy, emotional, or Tuesday, as James calls it. <laughs> That's just that one. That what I just said is discrimination. Comments like um, when you when you express you have ADHD at work, someone saying, "Have you tried turmeric?" Actually, that one does work. To be honest, because I know I'm sponsored by turmeric, but unconnected, it's 100 percent effective. Everyone is a bit ADHD. At least you haven't got cancer. Or when I told somebody I had ADHD who worked with me in a medical school, an academic, they said, no, you haven't. <clears throat> oh, they I mean, know. They yeah, they weren't Yeah, wrong. this wasn't a friend. Like, I probably <laughs> spoke three words to them. In. Yeah. <laughs>
Actually, we're, we're in a hiatus now because the scripts went slightly off skew, and there's a yeah. red, oh. blue, and green bit. So we're all waiting for the next. Oh, I wasn't waiting for anything. Well, Sorry. Just, just go, Sam. Go, Sam. Go. Go, okay. Sam. What go. are the What are some of the things that you could ask for? Just off the top of my head. <laughs> Firstly, just a very good question. Mm. Thanks. It was James. It's, it's, not, it for me. it's not that. Um, Most important thing is we're all different. So if you're in a workplace and you've got any kind of power to, to help with reasonable adjustments, ask, 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 ask the individual. We're all flipping different. I think the three of us have talked about it and we'll talk about it again, but they're very different. Aren't they? The things we need are very different. Yeah. James needs a dry slap, for example. That's discrimination in the workplace. There are thousands of them and some very good examples on our own website and uh, and the uh, as in our own charity website. See when this was written and the other ADHD charities in the UK, such as ADHD Foundation, ADHD UK. There are some brilliant ones. Some of the things you might want to think about include and boring list. I'm not. I cannot choose them all because there's no. loads. But <laughs> visual prompts, um, an extra computer screen, a standing desk, visible clocks. Non-visible clocks, depends on the person. Um, independent workspace, or in my case, which is, I know this is weird, shared workspace. I worked better in a shared workspace environment. How crazy is that? I've never no, heard anybody that say that before. Really? It's, I, I always get people laugh at me for liking the not having my own No, I, I actually, I remember when I had a job working from home, I hated it because I only did the bare minimum. If I've yeah. got somebody there with me, yeah. I will work harder. Yeah, me too. And and it, yeah, I, it's it's very it's so individual. It's so good. Um, asking your manager for clear information and expected outcomes mm. and and timeframes, regular reminders, important deadlines. It's, there's lots of white noise apps, brown noise apps, yeah. note taking apps, but pieces of paper. Just just to clarify, at the start of reading out the entire list, you did say, I'm not going to read out the entire list, didn't you? That isn't the entire list. It's really long. You can see the list, both of you. I don't, you were supposed to have a look through it, obviously. Neither of you have. No, Is there no, any one that, like, flash? Yeah, you I look through have. it all the time. I've literally yeah. been updating the website this morning. Charity <laughs> yeah. website, not ours. What's the big one that works for you, Sam? De ding! First thing of 2024. Um, noise cancelling headphones, but I don't know if you can get those through reasonable adjustments, can you? Yeah, you, sure can. you can. Yeah, you can. Oh, Absolutely. can you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would be that would be good for me. I really like mine too. What about you, James? Um, it's the massive, massive, and untapped. Um, if your workplace uses um Microsoft 365 or Office 365, whatever it's called. Even just within Teams, there are so many different apps that can help you, such as linking to do to Outlook, such as organizers, planners, note takers. But most organizations don't tell you you can use them or don't pay for the subscription to use them. So there is so much technology that can help you organize, prioritize, keep everything in one place, which most of us don't even know we've got within our workplaces. So tech, mate, tech. No, absolutely. Just 30 seconds of your day not using chat GPT for pornography, mm -hmm. I imagine would be a good idea. <laughs> right, last thought on the science is that, that there was one paper that suggested that actually feeling safe to disclose ADHD in the workplace was psychologically beneficial 
And organizations can help employees who have concealable disabilities to proactively disclose them and thrive if you provide a psychologically safe environment where disabilities aren't stigmatized in the first place. And the paper suggested that disclosing ADHD, get this, reduced mm. stigma consciousness. That's the extent to which someone expects to be stereotyped, reduced it. Right. Only if you're safe to do so. And actually that might be linked to a skewed research because those people mm. who felt safe to do so might be working for employers who are already sensitive and open to supporting ADHD staff. But it's still a really interesting stat for me. It is. Not for anybody else, but for you. <laughs> On that note, we'll take a short break and we'll be back in part two for some heavily redacted personal reflections. See you in a bit. Bye. No. Alex, hi. Hi. What's up? Hello, Governor. Welcome back to episode 148 of the ADHD Adults Podcast, where we're talking about ADHD and workplace discrimination. James, do you have any personal reflections on this <laughs> that you can talk about? Um, yeah, yes, I do. Now, as I have said before, I am quite militantly ADHD. And the second, the, the nanosecond I got my diagnosis, I told my employer at the time, and immediately demanded support, as I knew was my right. Now, um, there have been opportunities since I got diagnosed, which is what was it, February 2021, for me to be discriminated against, and I have been discriminated against, clear, clearly. Um, it's interesting because it's happened more than once. It's happened in different ways. It's happened in kind of overt, we are not going to support you ways, but also in kind of really almost innocuous we're just not going to make any effort to do the things you've already asked us to do so for example if you say to somebody who frequently calls you and says i want you to do these three things can you send me that in an email because i'm not i haven't got a pen and paper i'm not going to remember those three things and they say no you will you'll remember it and then they keep on doing that and and they know you've got adhd it's that kind of level of not kind of deliberate institutional we're not going to support you but even interpersonal lack of support that there is so much that i could go into you may remember the beautifully crafted advice from my legal counsel um when yeah. they heard they heard that we were recording an episode on workplace discrimination which was what in the actual cunt curdling holy godmother of shitting wank fuckery are you thinking <laughs> Like, Which James, is, that, what, is that your actual like legal? Yes, yes, it is. It it's is, amazing. yes. And 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 therefore, that's why I have to be careful about what I say. I think it's important that I, I responded differently either time that I've been discriminated against. The first time, I was actually really angry. I mean, I mean, really angry, and it's the whole reason I actually got a tattoo, which says. Um, I aim to misbehave because I thought, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really kick off and make trouble for people, and did make trouble for people. Second time I was discriminated against, uh, the opposite felt completely diminished. You know, had a massive impact on my identity and mental health, and so it's interesting for me the, the two different responses. What I would say to be positive, because remember, we can't be too moany on this podcast, and I have to be a little bit happier, yeah. is that. <clears throat> on the other side of things now, I and Alex and others are increasingly getting asked to go into organizations and give talks on ADHD. 
it's the speed at which these requests is accelerating is ridiculous really and that's a really good thing because what it shows is. is that at the very least some of these organizations are paying lip service to this now it may just be lip service and that's something that some organizations do they like putting badges on their website saying that you know we have a equality diversity and inclusivity policy but that often very that very often doesn't include appropriate policies for neurodivergent conditions and disorders the ones that tend to contact us James, when you chat to their employees offline they say that they are supported don't they, they it tends to be the ones that where yeah isn't yeah oh so god yeah those. no absolutely and and it's and it's some of the big companies as well which is interesting yeah, yeah. and the people we hear from often who are struggling like we are not always but often it's smaller organizations or it's organizations which are big but kind of almost franchised into you know like, like the nhs for example where there are individual trusts or groups hospitals etc so that's all i can say really sam <laughs> um so i and i feel really bad for this actually because i haven't officially disclosed to my workplace that i have adhd mm. now <laughs> Well, that's the thing. I talk openly to everybody about it. So everybody that I work with knows. I talk about it all the time, my ADHD and my autism, and they're all really supportive. But because I haven't needed anything to be checked, like I just kind of do it on a local level. So I'm like, this is what I, and, and I always kind of have, without saying I've got ADHD, before I even knew I had ADHD, I spoke to my manager and said, I've noticed that I react really badly to change and I don't know why. And I didn't know why then I said, so if there's a change coming, would you mind putting it in an email for me to give me a bit of notice and then make a meeting like a, a week or so after. And I've noticed that by the time I kind of get used to it, I'll always react negatively at first, but once I get used to it, I come around to the idea and then we can chat about it. And did they just okay. say yes and do it? Yes. Oh, that's that, that, that it's such an important point. One of the things that a lot of the people that I coach talk about, and this has happened to me a lot, is when somebody puts an appointment in your calendar and it just says quick catch up, and there's three <laughs> important people that yeah. meeting there's no agenda yeah, I'm no, get no, indication, no indication of what that meeting yeah. is it's a week from now and it just says quick catch up what the yeah. fuck yeah. yeah and and that and yeah and and, th and this is the thing because actually i'm kind of i am really open with everybody and kind of always have been about what i need and what i've noticed about myself and how they can help me so it's yeah, with e without even saying that I had ADHD, I've always been able to say, oh, I'm struggling with this and I'm really good at saying I'm struggling because somebody helped me. I'm really vulnerable because somebody helped me. So because that's always been ongoing and, and actually I, I know the HR representatives really well and I've spoken to them and said that I've got ADHD, mm. but haven't officially logged it. And it's only when you were saying that about it raising awareness and stuff that I thought actually I probably should officially log it even though it seems redundant because there's nothing that I need to ask for I really should actually do that because it might help the people in the workplace and that's what I'm kind of not I always think that me being open and honest and literally I'll meet somebody for the first time at work and be like oh yeah I've, I've got ADHD and I'm autistic and blah 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 
but actually but to affect change i need to do more and i've been thinking about this a lot as well because i need to i think i need to get involved in like neurodiversity networks and stuff because i don't um because no, i feel that i don't lazy, need it but other lazy. people feel <laughs> <laughs> sat there eating peeled grapes that someone's <laughs> handing to you i know so i haven't experienced any discrimination because of my adhd so i haven't really got any personal reflections on this how about you alex james are you letting us say that oh, um not. it's amazing sentence what i, I don't yeah. think i have it fits exactly what I'm going to say about me. Mm-hmm. I didn't really? recognise it for what it was. I'm not telling you you have been honest. That was right. just a joke between us. But in, but from my perspective, me, I didn't realise it was happening ever. I didn't ah. know. I um, didn't disclose rages because, A, it was admin, and, B, it required self-esteem. Yes. I, when I first... And imposter ticked- syndrome. And imposter syndrome, fraudulent feelings. When I first ticked yes on do you have a disability, the shame that went through me like a lightning rod because I my legs work was really yeah. hard to deal with. And as someone that tries to be an advocate for our community, that's a really difficult thing to, to live with. And discrimination isn't yes or no. There are, you know, Sarah, who I won't say her surname, Turner, who um is one of our <laughs> friends and in 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 a meeting because she's 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 just brilliant and in a meeting when we work together someone suggested i'm on the quality assurance panel i mean like adhd kryptonite and she said because it would have been so painful he's not going to do that that's not the role and and because she, you know she she Powerhouse works. I mean, she is powerful, and it was someone doing the opposite of workplace discrimination, you know. Mm. And so that it isn't just yes or no. People support you. People look after you. Like your uh, was it line manager or boss? Yeah, and I was just about to say he's very good at that at protecting me because he knows that I will say yes to everything and take on too much. So every meeting almost with him is how can we take some (laughs) off? How can we work on you delegating? How can we work on you being able to let other people help you? It's it's really, really good, but I'm not very good at taking him up on it. Exactly. Despite those supports, though, we get discriminated against all the time. And and, and the one of the main reason I didn't do anything about it was I agreed with them. I thought they were right about me. Yeah. When everybody else does it the same way, does everything the same way, and it seems to be easy, and they've always done it that way, you internalize it what we do the idea of being worthy of support in a new way is quite literally for me hard to to comprehend and hard to believe and so these communities are are what helps yeah and actually that's probably why i haven't even considered it or thought about what support i might need in the workplace because i am afraid i'm too afraid to ask for it Exactly, absolutely right. But but being called fidgety, being told um, uh, Alex talks too much or um, moves around all the time, all those things I've always been told. It's it, it really I feel it right now. I've, when I'm doing this podcast, sometimes I try and stop myself moving around. And Sam, you've taught me not to. You know, I I now do it oh, really? well, because I know it annoys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's 2024 things to say. Don't just How give me did I teach you that? Um, because because you do it and 
you don't like it either, but you do it. And 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 I and I don't want people to think. And that you know just... why I think because I cover myself up on the screen and I can't see myself. I think that's why I'm not aware that I'm doing it. Probably if I could right. see myself, I would stop doing it. Yeah, I wonder sense. if my shoulder... So I spin on the chat, and I wonder if it annoys people who watch. Why don't you comment on YouTube under a series of racist rants? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it, James. We're not doing the game, are we? In we, are doing, we are doing the game. Shut up. We are doing the game. Anyway, we'll do it quickly. So I've got to go for a blood pressure test later. Now... This is the fourth attempt, the fourth attempt to have this blood pressure test. I've got it wrong three times. I could have made three different versions of this game, but I'm going to go with one which actually happened, I think it was about a week before Christmas. It's not the first time this has happened. You've got three options. I had to have a blood pressure and pulse test to continue receiving my ADHD medication, and obviously it didn't go right. So did I, one get the wrong clinic again did i b get the wrong day or did i c go for the wrong test um oh that's good i think you Oh, this is tricky because the one I want to do has got a funny joke attached, but it's the one I actually think it is. <laughs> I don't think you went to the wrong clinic because your <laughs> your main when you put home on your GPS device, it, it takes you to the place they take blood anyway, because you're a Dracula. <laughs> I don't think you took the wrong test. Because, um, because I' fairly certain that you went, you you just went on the wrong day. I'm oh, I'll stop you there. You're right. I'll just stop you there. You're right. Shut up with your stupid jokes and your rightness and you're getting things right again. That's six two. I went, I went on a Friday and said I'm here for my blood pressure test. And they went no. And I said yes, I am. I've got it in my calendar. Look, they went as yesterday. I went ah, I put it in my calendar wrong then. So nice. yeah, and weren't you supposed to go today the... as well? I am going today, later. It was supposed to go... No, yesterday. Earlier. Oh, yesterday, yeah. Day before yesterday, yeah. Day before yesterday, but it's not, it's not something I'm good at. Anyway, 6-2, I don't know how you're doing this, Alex. I'm trying to make them more difficult, but on that, again, depressing <laughs> note, we will take yet another break and come back to give you the tip. See you in a bit. Welcome back to episode 148 of the ADHD Adult Podcast 2024. We're talking about workplace discrimination again. We're redoing the script because of James's sweary lawyer. <laughs> As always, in part three, Gabby Logan in top tipping, just the tip, and spunk trumpets. We're giving you our top tips for how to either do workplace discrimination or how to avoid it. I can't remember. James, you're a big fan of bullying in the worst place. So what would your top <laughs> tips be? Yeah. Oh, God. So th this is all a bit ableist, really, sadly, because 
unless you do have a supportive employer, unless you do have people that advocate for you, a really strong neurodiversity support group and policies in place, which some organizations do. I gave a talk for DPRG, I think they're called, and they're incredible. If you tell them you think you've got ADHD, they will pay for an assessment via educational psychologists so it's not an nhs assessment but they'll pay 400 quid to get you assessed and if it's positive you are then protected at work that's like gold standard shit but most employers aren't like that so often protecting yourself in the workplace requires you having to do things yourself and that is annoying to put it mildly if you're a member of a union then it's likely that there is an element of support that you may have if you aren't a member of a union what I would say is that what you can do proactively is to try and set expectations if it feels safe to disclose your ADHD and if you feel able to do so. So that is, for example, as Mrs. ADHD mentioned, is, is to say there are some things that I um, struggle with. So can I do them in a certain way? One of the biggest lies ever told in academia and business is when somebody asks, has everybody read the minutes and everyone says, yeah. And absolutely mm-hmm. fucking nobody has read the minutes of that last yeah. meeting because nobody's going to read a 15-page document to find out the one bit in there that's involved with them. But if that was instead an email with bullet points of actions mm. with an attached minutes, that would not just be neurodivergent friendly. It would be friendly for all. So setting expectations by saying, please don't phone me and tell me to do three things. Send me an email. Please, in the email title, put what the email is about so it's clear for example don't put a meeting in that says quick catch up you know put an an agenda or something in the meeting notes these are things that can help you if very sadly you're at the point where you feel that you are being discriminated against document everything make sure that you send an email to somebody whether it's your line manager preferably or hr stating that what has happened or what is happening and that you feel that this is discrimination because if you get to the point as sadly many people that we hear from do where people just leave their jobs or people are effectively managed out of their jobs then that discrimination you know should lead to you being recompensed and the organization that's discriminated against you having to compensate you but without evidence that can be really hard if you do if you haven't got evidence of that discrimination if it's your word against theirs then even with the support of organizations like ACAS you know there's little that you can do from that other than suffer and end up hating yourself last thing I'll say is god the something conciliation and advice service they're really good I've used them for no, no, it's not citizen advice. This, it's specific to employment. When I was mm-hmm. an employer, when I had my own business, I used to ring ACAS all the time to make sure that I was doing things correctly. And I would tell when my employees to ring them to make sure that I was doing things correctly. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'm sure in many other areas that there will be similar kind of arbitration type um, services. But for those of you that might be listening, I don't know why you would be, who don't have ADHD, um it's so important support your staff i mean alex talked about sarah sam talked about her boss support your staff if you know that you've got somebody in your team 
whether they work for you, alongside you, that has ADHD, stand up for them, advocate for them, be that person that says, no, actually, Alex is going to be shit at that job because he's dead <laughs> thick. Be, be, the per- be the person that says, don't get James don't get James to mark 350 essays because it'll take him five months and he'll give a warning clacks on probably attempt to end his life because of the the stress and pressure it puts him under support the, people around, support the people around you because that helps other people who may suspect they've got ADHD feel more confident to then disclose. Um, I'm going to go out of order. Alex, what about you? Um, yeah. <laughs> So I'd say to try and take a step back and be your own advocate, whether you disclose or not, is, is quite important. The number of people I speak to who say to me, I don't need to, I'm doing okay, I'm doing well, I'm successful, or I'm successful enough. And in in some small cases, they've been successful because of their ADHD, and it is a really small number. But what I can see knowing them is that they're so unbelievably talented that with the right support the success they could have had, or more likely the healthier mental state they could have had to achieve the same success with a bit of support is unbelievable. And it isn't necessarily about getting a higher promotion or more money. It's about doing that healthily. And and that is difficult without self-esteem. It In the most people I see, it's in spite of their ADHD and lack of support that they've achieved these things. And in most cases, family members, especially one of whom says it to me a lot, I'm doing well. I'm thinking, my God, you've no idea how good you could be. You know, this, Mm. these are people for me who are brilliant. It's in spite of, I, my, I'm doing okay. Doesn't take into account how well you could be doing with some fucking basic and cheap support from your employer, which starts with the question, how can we help? My number one tip is to say to yourself, you're not asking for these things for you. Because if you get them and you you are a healthier employee, you take less time off stress, you're a better uh, partner, you're a better relative. So you're doing this. Everything you ask for is for someone else. It is literally for your employer. It's literally for Mm. your partner and your kids if you've got them, is literally for the next generation of employees. So everything you ask for is not for you, it's for them. And for many people with ADHD, that's fundamental in my experience because we can't, can we? Can't say, oh, me, please. Sorry, it's too difficult. That's my tip. Sam, what about you's thing? Yeah, I think that's a, the, what you said about doing it for other people. Like I said before, I yeah. think, yeah, Um <laughs> That is the one thing that, in a slightly different way, that's the one thing that I think is going to make me disclose it officially to my employer, just to help other people in my workplace that have ADHD, because I think the more people that disclose that they have it and ask for reasonable adjustments, the more used to... um, adapting to people like us your organization is going to be because if nobody comes forward they're not going to know what ADHD is or you know how they can help people with it and although we're all different I think the more people that come forward and say I need help with this 
it affects change in the workplace, doesn't it? Which I think is so it's important to do that. Um, I have to say, if you look at the charity website, ADHD Adults UK, we've right. got loads of information on this. The FAQ page is probably the best place to start and you'll see heading for workplace issues with links to all the information that I'm going to say here. And I can include this in the show notes, too, as if you like. Alec, as Alex says, if you have an, a diagnosis of ADHD, you're protected by the 2010 Equalities Act. Um, in the UK. A, in in the, the UK. UK. Um, yeah, and uh, yes, and it's a protected disability. If your ADHD is having a substantial and long-term adverse effect on your ability to carry out normal day-to-day -day activities. So there is some kind of... Um, it's not clear what yes there is some nuance it's not if you have adhd you are entitled to this it's only if adhd affects you so that you can't carry out your day-to-day -day activities um, you also said yeah why haven't you got like cancel background noise off it doesn't matter as alex also said you're entitled to reasonable adjustments, but to access these reasonable adjustments, you must report your ADHD diagnosis to your HR department, and that can be difficult for a lot of us. Also, if you're an adult in the UK who is looking for a paid job or is already employed or self-employed, and you live in England, Scotland or Wales, Northern Ireland has a separate scheme, you're eligible for help under access to work. I do not do this while you're doing your shift. Alex, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Northern Ireland have got their own access to work scheme as well as the condition management programme and workable NI. A diagnosis of ADHD is not needed in order to access access to work scheme. Mm but a diagnosis significantly helps. That's why I'm mentioning this, because if you, you don't, but, and actually I have to say, you have to speak to your HR department though, as well, if you're gonna access access to work and if you are employed. Blah, 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 blah. James, um, do you remember when she just used to say, I've got a busy tummy or whatever? <laughs> it's, really it's mad, it's It's really mad. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I will be. I will be. No, no, it's, no it's brilliant. Keep it's brilliant. going. Okay. Seriously. Um, but the access to work is really good because it can cover things like coaching, a personal assistant in some places, workplace training to help people in your workplace know what ADHD is and know how to best support you, adapted or specialist equipment. And they can work with your employer to advise them on how best to support you in the workplace, including any reasonable adjustments that they think they should make. Also, as James said, if it's possible for you, we'd always recommend joining a trade union and ACAS. You can get free advice from ACAS. You don't have to give them your name, any details. They'll give you free impartial advice on workplace rights, rules and best practice. And they also offer dispute resolution, including mediation and arbitration if needed. I reckon you've got shares in ACAS. I, I love ACAS. They've been so helpful for me, honestly. It's the first place that I go with, with for anything. But, um, yeah. Shopping? Yeah. yeah. Oh, can of Fanta and a bag of chips, please, ACAS? <laughs> I, I think that's about it, actually, for me. 
good because I've been sitting on I this can see that Alex is yeah sorry I, I have I have a feeling that when you do declare your ADHD that all the forms are going to come back pretty filled in pretty quickly <laughs> Sam there's not there's not going to be a very long yeah. period of let just how does this impact you because we're not aware that you've got you know ADHD. I remembered when Alex was saying about the tick box I did go into my HR record once to do this yeah and felt that but also because it was I was looking for this different headings and ADHD came under learning difference or learning disability or something. Oh, and I God, thought, I hate that. I well, hate it's it. not that. So I'm not it's ticking not. that box. Yeah. So that's what, and then I came out of it and thought, I'll just tell everybody instead. But I need I've to actually this, do that. I'm absolutely certain that you will walk, go into HR and you'll, you'll knock on the door and they'll go, approved. <laughs> yeah well i've already done that i've told i've told them but i haven't officially logged it on the on the online thing it doesn't matter no, it's really good. can you come back and let us know what happens when you do if you do if you choose to obviously yeah because it'll be really it'll be I'll, I'll make a note somewhere to ask you on another screen we're doing it we're doing one of the fortnightly monthly yearly friday things yeah yeah and obviously adhd towers documents my day-to-day -day life <clears throat> that was um Probably the best tip we've given so far, I would say. Uh, well done, Sam. You've um, smashed that. Anyway, that was the re-recorded, heavily redacted episode 148 of the ADHD Adults podcast, where we talked about ADHD and workplace discrimination in a way. If, by miracle, you enjoyed this episode, <clears throat> didn't find it offensive or legally challenging, um, you can find more content by subscribing on Patreon. Visit www.theadhadults.uk to find out more and to get in touch if you want to. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, all. Trigger warning, clacks on. Clacks on, clacks on. Clacks on, clacks on. Big clacks on. Trigger warning, clacks on. Clacks on, clacks on. Clacks.